You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you inspiration and resources to help you discover and live from your truest self. Follow along on social media at Collected Workshops, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of The Collected Podcast. I'm Michaela Hooper. I'm Jess Biondo. And I'm Tia McNelly. This week, we have Melanie Schenkel on the podcast, and I am so excited for you to hear this interview. She's one of my favorite authors personally, and so to have her on the show was such an honor to just get to actually talk to her. She's so fun. Mm -hmm. She's so fun. And if you haven't read any of her books, go out, pick any of them. They're fantastic, and she writes in such... A unique voice where you just feel like you're having coffee with her and she makes you laugh and she makes you cry. And she's, I mean, she's just hysterical and it comes through in her writing in such a unique way that is just a delight to read. You'll Mm -hmm. pick up a book and finish it in a day and it just flies by and then you want more. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. You'll hear the ease in her voice Mm -hmm. as she talks and shares um, just her own process and keeping things positive. Like, it was, it's so refreshing. So yeah, her new book on the bright side is I think probably an expression of her personality mm-hmm. in general. So, and so timely yeah, right yeah, now, just for sure. needing a little encouragement when sometimes things seem bleak in the world. Yeah. 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 Enjoy the interview guys. Hey, Melanie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, we're so excited to have you, especially with the launch of your new book, On the Bright Side. So um, to start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about the heart behind this book and where the title comes from and kind of why you picked this topic? Well, to me, the heart, I mean, I I have always been kind of an optimistic person. That's just kind of my outlook. It's I just think life is too short to, I just don't like to stay down in the dumps for long. Um, <laughs> and when I was writing this book um, or when I had first started writing it, it was kind of um, the beginning of 2017. And I don't know if y'all remember, but that was a time when the world felt exceptionally, um, I don't know that it's any better now, but like dark and divided. It was after the election had happened and it just, um, maybe I spent too much time on Twitter, but I was like, the whole world is a cesspool <laughs> right now. Like everything <laughs> is terrible. Yeah. Um, and I was really, it, it brought me to this place where by the time the election was over, I thought, I hate all of you. Like, I don't even care if politically you believe what I believe or not. Like, you're just all on my nerves. And so... I um, feel you, sister. (laughs) You know, it just was like, I'm so tired of everybody and all their opinions and all their thoughts and nobody giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And I just thought, you know, we've forgotten to look on the bright side. Um, I just feel like sometimes we get so divided or we get so um, down that we just spiral instead of looking around and going, okay, what are the things in life that are good right now? Where are the ways that we are more alike than we're different? Like, what are the, what are the, just the fundamental truths of human existence, love and grace and mercy and respect for our fellow man? And so that was kind of everything that was on my mind when I started writing On the Bright Side. Um, I didn't know that was going to be the title at the time. I love it. Um, I love but it. just as it kind of came together, it was like, okay, I think that's, an, and I feel like I say that a lot without even thinking about it. And in fact, my family, they've been making fun of me lately because I'll be like, well, on the bright side. And then I'm like, somebody <laughs> ought to write a book about that. But I do say it a lot. <laughs> that's so, that's perfect. Um, 
yeah, I have a teenage daughter, so you know how that goes a lot of days. I have mm. to tell her, hey, on the bright side, let's look at the positive instead of all the negatives or whatever. So I feel mm. like I need a moment of teen girl mom solidarity. I'm with oh you, gosh. Mama. I'm with you. I've got a 17 and 13-year-old. I feel you. It is grueling. I'm like, this house <laughs> isn't big enough for all the hormones. Yes. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. Oh, I know. I know. But, man, they're awesome, too. It's Yes, it's a, I love it. Like, amazing it's a love-hate. Yes, yeah. it's a love-hate. But it's you do have to remind yourself, speaking of the bright side, it's like I have to remind myself, like, I'm not spiraling down just because she's in a terrible mood. Like, I'm the right. mom. I need to be better than this, you Good. know? Shift that atmosphere, mama. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Wow, man. And I think that truth applies. Like, I'm, I don't have kids yet, but I'm a teacher. Yeah. And that applies uh, yeah. in my classroom. Like, it's so easy to want to spiral when the people around you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Going crazy. And I think anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I think anywhere you are, like in your workplace or anywhere you're around people, it's like, okay, I'm not going to let the temperature of this room dictate there you my go. mood. Preach you know, it. I think that's hard. Yes. <laughs> For sure. When I think we're called to change the temperature. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's right. We're thermostats. We're the thermostats. Really? Yeah. Our pastor. <laughs> there you go. Michaela <laughs> yeah. and I. Yeah. Our pastor, Jeff Watson, always says we are thermostats, not thermometers. Yeah. That's we, good. Yeah. yeah that's we so shift true. the temperature. We don't take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in your book, every chapter then is on the bright side of blank. And then there's all these different topics. Um, as you were writing these, was there one that as you kind of got to that chapter that God just opened your eyes in a new way to looking at the topic or something happened through the writing process that was really unexpected? I don't know. You know, it was funny because I think the one where I'd talk about um, the bright side of being in, of finding yourself in the middle, mm-hmm. um, I think that was a chapter where I didn't really know where it was going um, because I feel like Because you were like in almost, the middle. Because I'm in the middle. <laughs> yes, because I didn't really know. And it's it's hard to articulate. Like, I feel like a lot of times in my books, things that I'm telling are things that have already happened and I've already had time to process. And it's been like, this is how it was when I sent Caroline off to kindergarten, or this is how it was, you know, after I got through this hard year in my marriage or whatever. But like that one, when I started writing it, I was like, I really don't know, like, this is just where I am, you know? Mm. So it kind of writing it kind of helped me process, like, what does it feel like to be in this kind of weird middle place of life, mm-hmm. you know, just um, where you're not a young mom and a young wife anymore, but I still have a child at home, but that's only for another year and a half. Um, and I'm, you know, and I always, like I tell my husband, I mean, I guess I'm middle-aged if I'm real optimistic about my lifespan, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I'm probably a little past what you would call a, official middle age. Um, so it kind of helped me process some of that I feel mm-hmm. like and 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 I think you can tell like when that chapter ends it's not like I came mm-hmm. to like it's just the the bright side is is there are lessons to be learned in all stages of life but mm-hmm. it's but it can also be hard to be in the middle mm-hmm. so as you've kind of processed through some of these things is there anything in your life that has been hard or a journey but that has been worth the struggle oh my gosh I think everything I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I mean It's like, where do you start? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, to me, I look at, and I think people are lying if they say, I mean, I think marriage, I've been married for 22 and a half years. And I think, you know, to be with one person and, um, you know, try to find your common ground for 22 and a half years is a struggle. I mean, there's, 
there's, I mean, more than just good days and bad days, there's mm-hmm. good years and bad years and, you know, times that you really think, well, this is going to be the time. I mean, I remember when I wrote my book about marriage years ago, that, which I always say, don't write a book about something you don't want God to test you on because that's oh, the very thing yes. that, um, but I thought, well, that's going to be a real shame that this book on marriage is going to come out and I have to announce I'm getting divorced, you know, like wow. it just felt so bleak. <laughs> um, and not really, but just, but you have to fight. I think yeah. it's, I mean, you have to fight for your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's times, I mean, like you said, having teenagers, it's like there are times that I have to, I mean, she's taking the ACT and, and fighting her on doing all the prep work to be ready for that. But I'm like, it's it's a struggle, but you've got to do it to get to the other side of it. And mm-hmm. I think anything in life worth having um, and worth being requires some struggle. That's so true. I love that you said 22 and a half. So yeah. you, there is your bright side right there. You that's are like, it. I am owning every month, uh, every exactly, year. But that's right. I mean, that's like, that's so beautiful because I think even what you were talking about earlier about being in the middle is it's acknowledging the the different moments and the different times, seasons, however you want to call it, but being able to like to see right in the midst mm-hmm. of something what God is doing and also look back and look forward. Like I think I don't know. I just, when you said 22 and a half, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I just love that. Yeah. She is like, I am owning that half. You know, it's like, yeah, right in you the gotta, middle. Yeah. <laughs> you got to, you know, you, you have to, um, I mean, I think perspective is, it's hard sometimes. But yeah. even in the midst of the struggle, like, I love that you, you're sharing your process and how God is, God brings you out of that. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how, how does your Enneagram number play into that? What, do you know your type? Oh, God, oh, yes. I'm a nine. I'm a total people pleaser. Like oh, that. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is my. So I'm, and it's funny because I'm a nine who's married to an eight and who gave Ooh. birth to an eight. Oh, boy. So, like, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Whew. So, um, so, so for those who be- don't know the Enneagram, as yeah. well as some of us do. And the eight is the challenger and the nine is the peacemaker. So just yes. imagine how how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I almost think in some ways it almost takes a nine to be married to an eight. Uh-huh. You know, like, it, it, I mean, it, it takes that because, you know, he likes to challenge everything, but I like to keep the peace. And I think if we were both, and I see it with mm-hmm. he and my daughter, when you're both eights, you tend to butt heads over everything because sure. you're both right about everything. And um, <laughs> and so, but I think that that's been part of my process is finding myself at this stage of life because when you're married to an eight and you're a nine, you also have to fight. There's a struggle to find your voice. Mm. And and it has been a thing of, you know, and I remember Perry telling me early on, he was like, I'm not a mind reader. You need to open your mouth and say what you're feeling. But I was always wanting to keep the peace and I don't like conflict and I don't right. like to fight and, um, and realizing that, I have to open my mouth and I have to articulate how I'm feeling, even if it's going to cause conflict, that it's not healthy for anybody to keep all that inside. Because the other characteristic of us in nine is, is we can keep the peace at the expense of kind of our own self and mm-hmm. our own kind of mental health because we end up snapping. Like, and I've, and I've seen that in my life to where it's like, I keep it down and I keep it down and I keep it down and then it explodes and everybody's yeah. like, what? Like, what just, what just happened? I thought everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That can be, that can be tricky for sure. Yeah. What yeah. are some things you do then to tend to your emotional health and your spirit? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, for me, like a big thing is, is I'm such a, I'm an introvert. And so I've got to recharge by having alone time. Like if I don't have my time and I can tell like everybody suffers if I don't have a little bit of time and it doesn't even have to be a lot of time. But um, if I jump from like one thing to a next, you know, and I haven't had that downtime to kind of process and recalibrate, I'm just not much good to anybody. Um, and I think prayer is a super important yeah. part just of staying centered and grounded and focused on kind of where God wants my focus to be and on what's important. Um, and I think I can also worry just like all moms. I think we can worry and, um, and that just kind of helps me stay grounded. So I feel like those are kind of the two biggest things um, that I need. And then on the other side of that, I feel like I really need my girlfriend. So there are also times mm. where I feel like I really have to dial in and make, you know, make time to spend time with my girlfriends because I feel like that's always free therapy for all of us. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amen. Community is so <laughs> vital for sure. Yes. Yeah. Your book, Nobody's Cuter Than You, is one of the best things I've ever read in my life. (laughs) (laughs) My best friend gave it to me. And so just coming from my best friend. um, Mm -hmm. So any girls out there, if you have girlfriends and sisters, you have to read that book. It will make you laugh and cry and just want to call your girlfriends up immediately. Jess, legit, there is no one cuter than you. You should, you should. I wish you could see Jess's face when she said that with her little Is handkerchief so and her hair and her ponytail. She's Aww. the cutest thing ever. Oh, you guys are sweet. We love so you. I'm the collected podcast. We're all girlfriends. Too. I know. Yeah, I love that. We're just doing this with our best friends. That's right. I love that. That's the way to live. Yeah, yeah for sure. Do you feel like there have been things in um, in your process with the Lord that he has revealed to you or is revealing revealing to you that it how they have been hard to believe like sh- things that you've struggled to believe about the lord oh, i think for sure i mean i think you know it's to me i think if you've if you've walked any amount of time as a christian i think if there haven't been times you've struggled to believe then i think you're not digging deep enough, mm-hmm. you know, that's I just, good. Mm-hmm. I think that's just part of it. And I think it's part of the growth process. And it's, um, I always say, um, what is it? Um, the song King of my heart that Bethel sings. And when it's yes. like, when it gets to that chorus part and it's like, you're good, you're good. And it's like, you're never going to let me down. And I thought, here's the thing. I know that that's true that he's never going to let me down, but there have definitely been times where I have felt let down, right, you know, where right. I'm like, this did not work out the way that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all, you know, life. I mean, so many different things where you're like, this wasn't the outcome that I wanted, but it's, um, but I think that the more you're tuned into, and I think that's where prayer and my, my pastor at my church has actually been doing a series right now on prayer. And I thought it's so true. It's like the more you are in communion and daily communication with God, the more you're able to surrender kind of what you want for what he wants because you begin to see it more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you don't, you don't see it clearly. I mean, you know, there are times that you just are like, this just doesn't make sense. And I think that there are things I've had to chalk up to like, okay, on this side of heaven, this may never make sense to me why this worked out right. the way that mm-hmm. it did. Um, but I have to trust in that. And I do believe that he's good. And I do believe, you know, I, I always say that with my marriage, I always, one of the things is I'm like, even when Perry hurts my feelings, I'm like, he would never intentionally hurt me. That's what I know to be true about him. Yeah. Um, so if that's true of my husband, then how much more true of that of God, you know, mm, that he, so he's never looking to intentionally hurt me. And so it's trusting, um, that all things are working together, even when, you know, there are times in life when you're just like, this just feels like I got the short end of the stick. 
We're at the beginning of another year, a fresh decade, and everybody is probably thinking about their goals for the year. They're, maybe they're making a three, five, ten year plan for their lives. I don't know. Are you guys planners? Do you think that far in advance? Well, I'm going to need a new car this year, I think. Oh, yes. True. <laughs> so I'm thinking about that a lot. That's yes. true. And that's going to require some money. It's yep. true. And so you are probably going to need to do some thinking about your budget if you're mm-hmm. going to have a new car payment or if you're going to need to spend your savings on a new car, you're probably going to want to think about insurance. You're going to have to think about all these different things. But if everybody is probably thinking about their budget at the beginning of the year, everybody wants to get healthy. They want to get healthy in their body. They want to get healthy in their finances. And so we know just the person you need to talk to. You can call Dave at the, the Gebhardt Sleep Group. They are um, an incredible team of financial planners who are ready to help you steward everything that God has given you so that you can impact the kingdom of God. That is their passion. And Dave in particular is ready for your questions. Mm -hmm. With no obligation whatsoever, you can call or email Dave and all the information to get in touch with the Gebhardt Sleep Group is available in the show notes. So please go ahead and call Dave. So, okay, I have a, a big, a big question for you. This is Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, what is your life message? What is the message the Lord has put on your heart to share with the world? Like if your life's going to sing a song, it's this one. To, that's so, I'm going to try to be succinct about it, but I think you that don't at have the to. end of the day. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, good. If I, yeah. if I can say it, let me use a thousand words to say what I could probably say in 10. Perfect. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, to me, I think the biggest thing is, and it's been the journey that God has brought me on really as I've come into my 40s almost. Um, and now I'm in my late 40s, so I've been there a while. But um, I felt like after I wrote Nobody's Cuter Than You, and I think being in this like kind of writing speaking world, but then feeling called to make choices to like stay home and be more grounded and be with my people and raise my daughter and, and all of those things like that. This is where real life happens. Um, and, and I think also in my thing of, I think as women, we so have this comparison and competition with other women, even if we don't always know it or want to acknowledge it, that it's always kind of this underlying insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think that if I could tell women anything and if my message could be anything, that the, the way to sum it up is that all you have to be is exactly what God created you to be. Amen. Like, the end. Like, that is good. And and just and just the realization that in that, that means that nobody else's life is going to look exactly like yours. And that's okay. Like so you you don't have to be all these things that the world is telling us that we need to be or other women are telling you need to be or society's putting pressure on you to be like all you have to be is what God created you to be the yeah. end. Amen. So how? with that said, how do you stay rooted in your true identity? I mean, I think it's really to me it's 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 staying focused on where God would have me. I mean, when that relationship gets out of whack, like when I'm not spending time with him, when I'm not and and listen, I'm not going to make this sound like this is not like I'm spending, well, every day I spend three hours in prayer, <laughs> deep, whatever. No, it's... You don't? It, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anybody I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be a disappointment. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but it's, it's just, you know, like in those moments of like just going back to my source, when I start to feel like I'm looking at somebody else's life or looking at somebody else's path or whatever, it's just going back to like, where am I going to find my contentment and mm-hmm. where am I going to find my security? And that's in Christ. And so... 
Um, and I think that that happens when you spend time with them, even, you know, and I try to make it like all moms. I mean, a lot of times that's just like, you know, cause I always say being a mom is like a pop quiz. Like when those kids walk through the door at the end of the day, you don't really know what situation you're going to have. Um, and so sometimes to me that can be like, God, like just in my head, I'm like, God, I need wisdom. I don't know what to say, you know, mm-hmm. just the end. Um, and so I think it's, that to me is, and God always brings me back to this place of when I start to feel discontent or whatever, where it's, and I always say it's as close to an audible voice as anything, where it's just like, walk your road, like walk your road. This is, this is your mm-hmm. road and it's not anybody else's road. Um, <clears throat> and because I think as women, we just, we compare. And I think that social media for better, or for worse. And like, I love Instagram. I love Instagram stories. I love Pinterest. I love all of it, but there have never been so many ways for us to look and feel like somebody else is living a better life than we are. Mm, that's <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, so say your message one more time. Just, we have the succinct version. All you have to be is exactly who and what God created you to be. Yeah. The Amen. end. Amen. Yeah, the end. The end. <laughs> Not the quite end. the end. Not quite. Yeah. 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 To be continued. <laughs> yes. That's your next yes. book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so along those lines, and maybe it's kind of similar a similar answer, but you've mentioned your daughter a few times and she's preparing for college. So what advice would you give to anyone like your daughter who's on the brink of a new season in their life? I mean, just the same. I mean, I, you know, I feel like that's the thing that I am trying to impart to Caroline right now is I'm like, you know, is everybody's telling you like where, you know, cause right now, you know how it is, where are you going to college? What are you going to do? What are you going to major in? Where are you going to, you know, all this stuff, but it's just, it's, it's reminding her that like everything you are and everything you're supposed to be is going to be found in Christ. Like that's yeah. going to be the source of your identity and your security and your future. And, um, and just how much, like, I don't, because I did not know this at her age. And I'm like, if you can grasp at 16, 17, 18, you know, it, it, whatever age you can, as young as you can, if you can grasp that you're never going to be your full self until you find your identity in Christ, then then your life is going to be that much better. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you're living for your purpose and you're not trying so hard to quiet out all these voices that are trying to tell you to be something else. So Melanie, that is exactly why we started Collected Camp. So hang on just a second while we fill our listeners in. So we are having Collected Camp again this summer. We're so excited. June 15th through the 19th in the Lake Norman area of North Carolina, just north of Charlotte. And we host girls ages 12 to 19, and we speak into their true identity, their purpose, their creative nature. We give them the opportunity to have new experiences, hear from new voices who are going to say, you are enough just as you are. Mm -hmm. Not just enough. Mm -hmm. You are amazing. And Mm -hmm. the Lord created you for a purpose, on purpose. And so parents, if you've got teen girls between the ages of 12 and 19, we want them at Collected Camp. Visit collectedworkshops.com slash camp to learn more. Yeah. I love that. I mean, what a great thing to do. Yeah. What an amazing ministry. I was like, I wish she could come. I know. I know. Seriously. (laughs) Hey, are you going to be in North Carolina this summer? (laughs) I know. Let me see if I can find a reason. Let me see if I can add that to my calendar. Absolutely. That's so great. Um, So you do have a pretty busy calendar though, because you have On the Bright Side coming out. And you also have two um, dogs that you talk about a lot in your different books uh, that keep you pretty busy. What's going on with Piper and Mabel? 
Well, Piper and Mabel, they also have a book coming out oh. on the same day. Well, that's fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, lots of lots of diva behavior in our house for oh, Piper, boy. Piper and Mabel because they're big time authors now. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. So they feel pretty proud of themselves. As um, they should. As they should. Yes. Yes. So, um, no, so they there's a book about Piper and Mabel. It's a children's picture book, and it's just kind of Piper and Mabel's adventures, and it's based on the time, um, well, the two different times that I tried to um, leave them at doggy daycare, and they essentially got expelled before they had been there more than an hour. Oh, I can't wait to read this book. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, Misbehaving um, dogs. Yeah, it's hard to be a doggy daycare dropout, but they have managed. And so, um, anyway, that's that book comes out the same day as On the Bright Side. So, that is what's coming up next. Yeah, and when this episode drops on, um, so listeners, now it's the 27th, if you're listening to it, on the day it dropped. So, Melanie's two new books came out two days ago. So, they are yeah, available yeah. for you. Um, and we'll put links to, you know, where you can purchase them in our show notes. Yes. Great. Melanie, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. This has been an absolute delight. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've loved to be in here. Y'all have been so fun. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I loved hearing Melanie share about her relationship with her daughter Mm -hmm. and how, um, even in that she, you know, she was, I think she was expressing like learning things herself, but also just like walking with her daughter and being able to help her daughter see the, the beautiful things Mm -hmm. in the process of life and being a teenager. And, um, I know just working with kids often, um, it, it just seems like sometimes for them, it's like everything's going wrong. Yeah. But um, to hear Melanie share about that was really sweet. Yeah, for sure. And her life message. Yeah. Whoa. I Guys, know. you you are enough mm-hmm. just how you are. Mm-hmm. That is all you need to know. You are enough exactly as you are. Mm-hmm. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. You are enough exactly as you are. And God made you the way you are for a specific purpose. Yeah. And it might not be a platform that the whole world sees, but that doesn't make it any less valuable Mm -hmm. um, because the people that God gives you are the ones you're supposed to have. That's right. Um, Like I liked when she was saying, you know, there was a season where she felt like she just needed to be home and with her people. Mm -hmm. And she does have this huge platform, but she realized for a time that, the most important platform was her daughter and yeah. husband and being what they needed. Um, and that's what she needed. So I don't know. It's yeah. easy to get wrapped up in wanting, you know, the followers or comparing yeah. to what other people are doing. But if you're just trying to do what they're doing, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. You know, that's such a, um, I feel like her her message is really connected to the heart of collected. Mm-hmm. And what we try to impart to our attendees at collected workshops and retreats. We just want you to understand that God created you to be this incredible, unique soul with a purpose and a plan for your life. And that even if you mess up, he'll get you back on track and his will will be accomplished in your life Mm -hmm. one way or another, if you're Mm -hmm. submitted to him. And so if you are interested in, um, and having us come to your community 
for a Collected Workshop or Retreat, just email us, hello at collectedworkshops.com. We would love to talk to you about what that would look like. We are gearing up for um, our 2020 events right now, and I've got so much energy <laughs> around actually getting back with mm-hmm. people and connecting because we haven't we haven't done anything since October, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's February now, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just, I mean, our, our heart is so much for you yeah, um, and for those that we get to connect with to truly know what it, what it looks like to operate from your truest self. Absolutely. So we just, we pray that for you this week mm-hmm. that you will find greater freedom yeah, and who you are and um, who, who, who you are in the Lord. So amen to that. Yeah. We love you guys. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you would help spread the word. Check back here for weekly episodes dropping every Thursday. You can follow Collected on social media at Collected Workshops. The Collected Podcast is also on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecollectedpodcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Become a patron for as little as $1 a month to gain access to bonus content, early bird ticket sales, exclusive content, Contests and more. You can also find Tia at Tia McNelly Notes, Jess at Spreza Foundry, and Michaela at the Creative Space NC. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to prevent and support unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is brought to you by the Gebhardt Sleep Group at Baird Financial, delivering personalized financial advice that helps clients reach their long-term goals. Visit gebhardtsleepgroup.com or see our show notes for links and to learn more. The Collected Podcast is recorded and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Alon.